Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, it's the Locked On Mavericks podcast for Tuesday, February 14th, episode number 86. I am Mike. He is Jake. He is not at not Jack Kemp, and he's also not Jack Kemp, the factual statement and his Twitter handle. Uh, I am at Machine Sports, if you would like to follow either, either one of us and uh, throw us some, uh, some Mavs or NBA ideas. We're pretty interactive on there. And you can follow the show at Locked On Mavs. Um, as well, and I'll usually post it whenever it gets done um, processing, whenever I get out of the, uh, the laboratory. And uh, you can submit some questions as well to LockedOnMavs at gmail.com. And if you'd like us to be talking about your business in particular at this exact moment every single morning, we can do that for you. Just uh, see the aforementioned Twitter and or uh, Gmail account that I just mentioned. Um, all right. That's what aforementioned means. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up. It's early for me. <laughs> <laughs> um there is a there is something to be said about the sweet spot of your day and the fact that we as we're scrounging for media job scraps mm-hmm. uh no one is on the same schedule so like at your work probably whenever you have a nine thirty call everyone has been up for about the same amount of time mm-hmm. uh and slept roughly the same amount of time that's never the case in these jobs in these shows like i never i mean i used to record uh, my other podcast with my buddy TC whenever I'd been up for about four hours and he'd been up for about 10 minutes because I just got to his house. <laughs> That's what we uh, do now. That's what yeah, you and I, think I do. You, yeah, I think I've usually got about two hours on you, but I also went, you know, had been to bed about two hours before. So true. It's, uh, it's an odd I'm mix. Usu- I'm usually taking notes on my phone of what to talk about the next day, falling asleep, and the phone hits me in my face as I'm holding it up like laying in bed <laughs> like trying to trying to get some extra notes in there for what we're going to talk about in the morning so I don't got to wake up so I can just get that extra 10 minutes that extra so I can hit the alarm hit the snooze button at least once that's right um, <laughs> and you Matt, know la- games like last night are uh they're they're it's tougher because it's harder to go to bed when I get home because like I was pretty into it yeah no I imagine I mean it was a, it was a good game until uh you know that 12-2 run in the fourth quarter and um you know, Mavs lose 111-98 at home for the 33rd loss of the season. It's bizarre to me to think that we've gone through a couple, a handful of entire Maverick seasons that they haven't lost this many games in. Like, do you ever think about that? Like, just the simple, like, we've had 55, 59, 60-win seasons. We've gone through years of basketball in which they haven't lost as many games as they already have. <laughs> it just blew my mind to look at just, like, the sheer numbers of it. Yeah, that's quite odd. Yeah, 
Um, but I think that really had already set in for me back during the stretch of just of November. Like that was like a reality that I had never previously dealt with. I'm really good at blocking things out. So that that <laughs> it sunk in. Like, dude, all you need to know about that is that we were having for the first time in my life, I was having legit conversations about the lottery and the best college basketball players in the country. Yeah. That's yeah, what that I doesn't knew happen. this year was different. Right. This year is different. That's going to be my counter book. This year, this year is also different. <laughs> Let's start uh, with the important stuff. And uh, how was the halftime show? Well, I don't know if it was a, a tip of the cap to the Westminster Dog Show, but they had the Olate Dogs. The Olate Dogs, who uh, I believe won America's Got Talent a few years back. A dog uh, one? Just incredible. It's not a dog. It's several dogs and their coordinated they efforts. They aren't people. Um, they're doing things that I think most people there could not have been trained to do. You're telling um, me dogs won America's Got Talent. A dog on a razor scooter standing upright. <laughs> A dog jump roping <laughs> up on his two hind legs. I'm a, dog, a dog uh, doing that drill that you used to do in like the wrestling room and off-season football where you and three people do like the monkey rolls. Oh, my God. Where like where you dive middle, roll out, right oh, back yeah. to middle, left of back course. to middle. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Let me just, in a word. <laughs> I'm just still stunned that the dogs won America's Got Talent. Like... They're, they're not they're not American land of equal opportunity <laughs> I, I suppose remind me sometime to, to uh tell you about the game that we invented on the the wrestling mat in the off-season workout room called goofball it's pretty epic yeah, um, I like it yeah um so this game went about uh, about to script um outside of uh Derek Harper thinking he could drop two s-bombs in the preseason in the uh, pre-game um little build honest up mistake. Part. honest mistake <laughs> What is happening? I think he just thought Rick said it, so he could say it. And technically, well, I mean, you can. I mean, you sure can. Yeah, as he proved. I mean, uh, who gonna stop me? But uh, yeah, and Rick Rick put a an extra T and a Y at the end. Um, whenever yeah. he said it, and we I I was on um, Thunder last night, but Mavs was happening right next to me um, at Fox Southwest, and they were like, "Yeah, we ran that clip during the pregame, but we edited it out when Rick said." Essie <laughs> and Harp yeah. just thought he could run with it, which was awesome. And follow like I saw he went through about four different thoughts whenever he said it, and then he said it again because follow was like, "Do I like uh, freak out and scrub this take?" And he's like, "Oh no, we're live." Yeah, and he's just like, "I just got to sit here and not move and act like nothing just happened." Right. Um, by the way, these those black and uh, green. Celtics uniforms need to be like shot into the atmosphere. Those are ugly as hell. I hate those. Uh, well, last week they wore like, or a couple weeks ago they wore like what looked like the P Diddy Mavs and Lakers uh, shimmy. Oh no! Like the silver. Have you seen the the, 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 the Celtics have a the Celtics have a? It's, it wasn't quite as shimmery as the silver the Mavs wore, but the, the Celtics wore a gray uniform. It's terrible, and it's mostly just terrible because they're they're plain uniforms, home or away. Our top five in all of sports for me. Oh yeah, those are iconic as hell. Those are those are, and even if you just did the the classic uniform without like the black stripe down the side, I think that might be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this look is. I'm gonna so go no no bad. black on the uniforms. Yeah, zero, zero. And no I, I I don't mind a gray jersey. Like I think the Spurs gray ones are pretty lit, but um, 
Yeah, those Mavs trash bag jerseys, back when everyone was obsessed with platinum. Never forget. <laughs> they just wanted platinum chains. Never forget. Um, so Dirk versus IT in the first quarter was pretty fun. Um, Harp got to use a mouse in the house about four or five times, which I know just tickles him pink. But um, but Thomas was straight nuking Curry, though. Oh, yeah. Well, and and you so, have – I mean, outside of Pharrell, I don't know, <laughs> or Farrell. I'm, I keep doing that. Well, <laughs> well what I would have done is I think I might have taken my chances with, with D-Will. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's got them, them, lateral, them lateral scoots. He doesn't, but he's pretty – you know, he's, he's strong. The problem yeah, he'll there push is him around. that th- then you would have had Curry on Marcus Smart who's starting mm-hmm. for A.V. Bradley, which could have been a disaster in its own right. But either way, I mean, in the first quarter, Smart had 11 and uh, IT had 12. So it's not like anything they did worked. They did throw right. uh, Yogi in there. Then I'm just going with that, by the way, so I don't confuse it. Mm-hmm. They did throw him in there pretty quickly. Uh, first time out, they subbed him in for Curry. And he played quite a bit. Much like the game Saturday night, we don't really know how they totally want to use their point guard rotation now that D. Will's back, right? And uh, and Curry and and Yogi are healthy. What with him being on a minutes restriction and then getting kicked out of the game thirty seconds left into the half with a double technical, I would I would have gotten kicked out too. <laughs> it was that a bad was, call. That it was, was chicken ass. Yeah, it was a bad call, but. Like, his shoulder hit Smart in the chin, and Marcus Smart, being the little agitator that he is, uh, just went flying backwards. And, uh, yeah, that's an offensive foul, I guess, that one time out of the 10,000 times that's happened. And, uh, yeah, I would have gotten kicked out, too, because that's just an atrocious call. In your, and it's almost because, like, the set pieces involved were what they were, and it was Marcus Smart, who you know does BS like that on the regular, and I, I kind of love him for it. Um, that would have pissed me off even more. And uh, the only time that I've gotten thrown out of a basketball game, this might surprise you, was on something very similar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it doesn't surprise me at all. I, I was just fouled out in like 90% of the games I played in, <laughs> speaking of things that are not surprising. But, right. Um, yeah, I, I, d- look, it was a one-point game heading into the fourth quarter, despite right. the fact that, dude, the Celtics offense, it just happens so fast. Yeah, And it's weird, too, because they have so many players that I think of as defensive players. They don't really have – I mean, I guess I still kind of would consider Horford more of an offensive first guy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they they don't lean on him as much as Atlanta did. I mean, he's still got that. Right. Um, what he used to do there, which is basically just fill it up from the elbow and then body people in the post. He's still got that. They just don't have to go to it. But, I mean, um, when I'm thinking Crowder, Amir, Marcus Smart – Whenever mm-hmm. they play, um, Avery Bradley, yeah, obviously Olenek is is an offensive first type player, but their their offense it just happens so fast, all because of Thomas. Yeah, no, I mean he sets the pace, and it all just kind of just it's infectious with how they zip the ball around and how they make you know they catch the ball and they move, and uh, it's not <laughs> it's not uh, pace and get back in any way, and like they're not. They're, you know, uh, IT, Smart, Bradley when he plays, and Jay Crowder, like, they're not, like, the most deadly um, um, unit. Like, overall talent, I could probably pick four dudes that probably play a, you know, one through three rotation, and they're way more, you know, talented. But those guys cause mismatches, or, yeah, mismatches, like, constantly. 
Um, and that's where they screwed over the Mavericks early. And losing the rebound battle by uh, – last night it wasn't too significant, but losing the rebounding battle and letting the other team shoot north of 40% from behind the arc is never a formula that's going to beat, you know, one of the five or six best teams in basketball. Well, this is not – the Celtics beat the Jazz on Saturday night going 59% from the floor overall and getting 50 from their bench despite the fact that, Cr- that Crowder and Bradley didn't even play in that game. That is, bar none, the deepest team in the NBA. Yep, absolutely. And and, and last night they didn't even have Jalen Brown yeah. uh, or or Avery Bradley, and they still were able to get like you know 30 from their bench. Mm-hmm. They, yep. I, it's a weird deal. We talk about them a lot. Well, I'm sure we'll continue to talk about them because on one hand, they are going to probably have the number one overall pick. If not, it, it will be one, two, three, or four. And mm-hmm. I think the chances that it's top three are like 80%. Yeah, if they have the Prob- if they if the Brooklyn has the worst record, they can't fall further than three, I don't think. Right. Uh, it's either three or four. But either way, they're then, then they'll have their own pick also. But probably the best player available when they pick will be a point guard. They're yeah. going to have to ask themselves whether or not they want to pair another guard starting with Thomas. And if they mm. do that, do they have any use for Marcus Smart and Avery Bradley? Because lots of other teams will. Right. Um, Crowder's contract is very attractive. At some point, you have so many good players on decent deals and good picks that you're not really getting value for them. Right. No, I agree. So like, like that's why you hear so much DeMarcus Cousins, and now it's Jimmy Butler. And I saw last mm. night... A Paul George rumor. Ooh, that'd be perfectly frightening. Spicy as hell. And I think they could probably pull that off and still keep the number one overall pick. I think they could probably trade their pick and like two players. Like they could trade their pick, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, and that deal's probably done. And I would, if if you were them, you could even throw in Smarter Bradley and still you might not have as deep of a bench, but you'd still have a Linux, you'd still have Gerald Green. You'd still the have thing, your starting, you know, intact, and you'd have your own pick still, or excuse me, the first overall pick still. I mean, there. Every time you start getting into, you know, you start leveraging back and forth trade scenarios, and you go, um, okay, well, don't just think of it from your side; think of it from the other side. If I'm Indiana, I might do that. Like, I think that might be worth it. Like to get Jalen Brown, to get, uh, you know, Smart or Crowder, to get two first round picks. Like, I think your upside. Uh, it gives you upward mobility like nothing else that you could possibly pull off right now. Yeah, um, and if you're the Celtics, it gets you a team that or a guy that probably closes the gap. Although I don't know oh, how yeah. big the gap is with Cleveland. It's not that far, man. Just seeing just now that um, Kevin Love is going to get a scope on his knee and will miss six weeks. Yeah, he's out six weeks. I don't know if they panic <laughs> on that. I mean, one of those weeks is obviously All Star. Um, which starts uh, Wednesday night or Thursday, Thursday at midnight, basically. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, obviously, Ibaka got traded to Toronto uh, for Terrence Ross and I guess a first, which Toronto needed to do something because they were falling apart and Kyle Lowry was thinking about getting the hell out of there, which I don't know. If they if they continue to fall, fall apart and Serge Ibaka isn't the answer, come home, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Like I know this isn't actually your home, but it's always been your home in my mind. Yeah, I've I've loved you for a long time. <laughs> come come home. But uh, I guess to wrap up the game last night, a couple positive things. Mavs got to the free throw line 16 times in the third quarter, and that kind of kept them in it. 
Um, and then on the negative, they went one of nine from three in the fourth quarter and uh, made five shots total in the fourth quarter, which is tough to win with. And Kelly Olenek shredded them up. And the Celtics went on a 12-2 run, and it was uh, it was bye-bye. Yeah, they had a stretch at the end of the third, start of the fourth, which is where you're talking about, where they, I think, either went seven straight possessions, no points, and one of them to close the third quarter when it was 83-82 Boston. Dirk had a wide-open three that I think would have blown the building up for a Monday night. It was one mm-hmm. of those type of shots and bricked it. And I'll tell you something else. I don't know how this happened, and we don't really need to – spend a ton of time on cultural front running we all know that it exists i have defenses for why it's okay but they're pretty complicated Mm -hmm. um there were a lot of celtics fans there last night and they don't look exactly the same as celtics fans used to (laughs) oh interesting yeah they're they're apparently a very popular team again and i'm like man this is weird this happened really fast but there were a lot of Celtic fans there, and they were loud as hell. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, They're, they've become a popular team again. Yeah, I mean, if you talk about like actual brands of uh, of teams, like they might they might have been down for a minute, but I feel like the Celtics brand is always like top five in the league. You, you know, it's like the Lakers. The Lakers are sexier, um, obviously, but there's a couple teams that are just they're never going away, no matter what happens to them. Must um, be. So, <clears throat> something I realized um, while I was looking up some of their synergy numbers and stuff. Okay, this is the most, like, bat-ass crazy uh, individual season I think I've witnessed in the NBA in a really long time. I mean, with what Russ is doing, what Harden is doing, um, LeBron playing more minutes than he has in, like, the last three years. Um, just all of it. You throw all of it into the mix, and... I watched what IT did last night and what uh, what IT has done this entire season, and I realized that dude probably isn't going to finish top five in MVP voting. And his numbers right now are exceptionally uh, close to what Allen Iverson did in his MVP season. And he's doing it on eight fewer shots a game. What year was that for Iverson? 2000, 2001. All right. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, I got them for you if you need them. Uh, no, because what I was going to say the other day is that I, you said 2002, 2003? No, 2000, 2000 and uh, 2001. That's his, uh, that's his MVP season. So I was thinking 20, about this year old season. the other day with, uh, like I've said a couple times, that line about, uh, about Isaiah Thomas, and I have it in front of me. On the court, Boston is plus 3.5 in their overall rating, so points per 100 possessions. Off the court, they're plus 2.2. So they're really only 1.3 points worse whenever he's not on the floor. And that's somewhat of an indictment of him and his defense. As you saw last night, Yogi was able to beat him. That's a lot of their depth, though, too. That's, see, that's what I was going to say. Is I didn't really account for the fact that if they are the deepest team, they are going to get you know 51 night and 32 from their bench. That says just as much about their depth as it probably does about his defense. Yeah. I just – I can't believe there are five dudes that are having better seasons than him, but there are. I mean, there's Harden, Westbrook, Durant, LeBron, Kawhi. Um, John Wall might sneak in there um, with the way Washington's playing. They beat the living piss out of the Thunder last night. But like, aren't it all was... those guys significantly better defenders and, like, only a shade below offensively? Um, Probably. Probably. I'm not saying he, like, deserves to be, like, three or something. 
I'm just saying there are seasons in which he could could win the MVP playing like this. Yeah, that's that's probably a good way to put it. I just like I said, I just am a little bit suspect of the value. Yeah, conversation like right now. It does feel like a it does feel like a trick. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. It's super fun to watch, but it does feel like a trick. He is third in the, in the NBA in PER right now for what's that for that for whatever that's worth, which is you know a fairly comprehensive statistic. Yeah, because he's I also mean, got a, you know his assist percentage is dumb high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's having a ridiculous season, um, and he's killing people in the fourth quarter. Um, you'll think you have him like contained, and he has like twelve points um, going into the fourth, and then he'll drop fifteen on you uh, and just run you out of the gym. And I don't know how he's done it. I wish I could just – whatever model that is that got him to uh, being able to play that way at 5'10", um, I, don't, I don't know what it is because I've watched a lot of that dude when he was in Sacramento uh, and even in Phoenix, and I, I didn't know that was there. I, know, I knew he was good. I knew I, I probably wanted to take a shot on him. Uh, here we've had the conversation many a times about um, Isaiah Thomas and Trevor Ariza for the same price you got Chandler Parsons. Um, but yeah, he's not going to finish top five in MVP voting and the Celtics are getting creepy close to, uh, the Cavaliers <laughs> Yeah, in the East. Um, all right. Yeah, we mentioned love is out six weeks. I don't know if they panic at all. They might, who knows, but it sounds like they, they definitely could use Andrew Bogut, <laughs> um, who's going to play Wednesday. I've heard. Uh, so show him off before the all-star break and before the trade deadline. Just let him play like all 48, whatever. Yeah, that's, and, that's the type of game where, hey, this is all you. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah, the Abaka trade we mentioned. So Wednesday at Detroit, the last game before the all-star break and before uh, the trade deadline, I believe. So uh, go out there and make it count, Darren and Bogut. <laughs> and then they'll be, uh, they'll be off for uh, whatever it is, seven or nine days. So we'll check back with you tomorrow um, preview in the, uh, the Pistons game and some other crap. But uh, thank you for listening. And Jacob, uh, thank you for your time. All right, man, I'll see you.